I have had my phone ringing off the hook from that one collaboration with that person because he said and she said, hey, if you don't have that now to collaborate, let's help you get there. Change is inedible. Like every every success happens because you change something and you and you it was a fear that was within you. Motivation only lasts for a short amount of time, but discipline is what carries you forward. I can't do this on my own. Period. Are you looking at your business in terms of emotion or are you looking at your business in terms of what's practical? I still believe that America is the best country in the world. Where can kid of immigrants with no education become a physician? This is Small Business Celebration, where we're celebrating small businesses for big breakthroughs. Hello, Visioneers, to Small Business Celebration, and we're going to be talking about a variety of things. We're going to be talking about increasing your Yelp reviews, collaboration with vendors and other businesses, and more importantly, we're also going to be playing the Visioneer game. So we got a lot of great stuff that we're going to be talking about in this episode, and our guest this week is Richard Daly, the Vice President of West Coast Operations of Plush Vodka. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And for visioners who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? My name is Richard Daly. I'm the Vice President of West Coast Operations for Plush Vodka, but I'm also Director of all the brand ambassadors on the West Coast to make sure that the reorders for the stores and stuff that go into production. You're also one of the partners in the company. I definitely am one of the partners in the company. Um, I say that very kindly uh, because <laughs> a lot. I, I don't want to take away from the thunder and the joy of Malcolm Hale, our CEO and founder, who started this company eight years ago, and he gave me the privilege of being a partner three years later. Wow. Well, it's, it sounds like it's because you earned it. Uh, I was just a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> People tend to like me. <laughs> sure, right, right, right. And for visioners that are watching this program, uh, this is not a distillery. No, it's not. <laughs> this, is, this is one of my uh, first customers in Bakersfield who helped to really promote me and give me confidence to do the plush business. Brian Cobb, who owns Sports and Spirits. He, and where are we? What's the we, Hey, we're here at 6636 Ming Avenue. Right. Sports and Spirit, right next to another client of mine, Beverage House. Uh, so everybody knows what Beverage House is. And right. Yes, those are my two clients on this particular day. Right. They have given me an, a tremendous opportunity in this town to really go out and experiment with one. I was not a vodka drinker five, six years ago. I was right. a whiskey drinker. Okay. And really, when this came to me, I had to really do some research, and the taste is what got me in. Mm. But to be honest, I have to pay homage to my wife, who was the visionary, that said, hey, this plush vodka stuff is really good. <laughs> you, better call that, you better call Malcolm back and say you want to do something with it. So I was very, very excited when, you know, Brian and his expertise of owning a bar at Sports and Spirits, of really going and saying, Rich, we'll, we'll play it out, we'll push it. And the staff here has been tremendous in really helping me to understand the vodka business and understand how to really get the word out. So it's been a, it's been a very interesting journey for me because, over the last five years. Because prior to this, yes, you I, owned several different other businesses and different kinds of ventures. Not only did I own several businesses, I was the director of technology at Tahoe Ranch. That's how I got to oh, Bakersfield 15 okay. years ago. All right. I came here to help them design their record information management programs. And then I evolved and got promoted. And I was 
in charge of designing their smart cities. Mm. So technology is really my real background. Mm. I also own, um, I'm a partner in a company called Cloudcentrics. I just joined that group and, and became a partner a couple of months ago, getting back into my technology roots. And I'm also proud to say I'm a United States Marine because I don't think we retire or we we do that kind of stuff. We're right. always a Marine. Once a Marine, always, always a Marine. Always a Marine. And so I'm very proud of that, serving my country, really you know, served in the Gulf War. Right. And for me, that's one of the highlights of my entrepreneurship, if you believe it or not. Hmm. What they taught me was to be an independent thinker. They really taught me how to deal with a lot of life situations when things get tough and how to work under stress. And I think that valued skill, especially in this day and age, is something that I wish was promoted more. You can do two things as an entrepreneur. You can stay small and steady, right. and you can do well for a while, but you'll never be this millionaire kind of person. Or you can, you can outgrow your own business. Right. A lot of people make the mistake of outgrowing their own business, where they expand, 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 but what they don't understand is expansion costs, right. marketing dollars, personnel, supplies, in our business, distillation, master distillers, warehousing, trucks, incentives to the distributors. Right. So there's a lot of things that go along with that as well. So for us to be standing strong after eight years, um, we feel very proud of that. And to have a great ultra-premium product like Plush Vodka, which is corn-based, vegan, gluten-free, organic, and made in America. Jacksonville, Florida is where we produce all of our stuff. We have a single state of farm down there that does all our plums and our corn. So we've been very well, fortunate. And that's something that's unique to Plush because a lot of vodkas that are out there, it's just the vodka itself. And yet what sets you apart is you're part of that, you're part of that genre of vodkas where they go through and they add plum and other fruits and things like that mm -hmm. to, to the drink. What was the inspiration for that? Well, Malcolm had the inspiration of doing it based on the fact that he was in Brooklyn. He was drinking another spirits company that I won't mention. Right. And everybody was saying how great it was. And he was like, this is, this is terrible. <laughs> I can uh, clean out the gutters of my sink with this. And literally, um, he had no experience in the spirit world or the job world. Um, and he basically set out on this crazy mission. I call it the YouTube University era. Right. Of how do I make a spirit that's unique and different. What I find fascinating about the story and about what you're asking in particular is how he came up with the plum. Yeah. He said he was inspired by the Southeast Asian and Italian right. used plums as this neutral fruit. And he also looked out on the market and didn't find anybody that had it. Right. The inspiration behind just getting started and having things where we're at at this point was to have the plum infused vodka. And I want to say that again, plum infused. We are not flavored, right. we're infused. There's a big difference between the right. two. Right. When you flavor something, you sugar it up, you make it fix like other brands. They right. have sugars and preservatives and all that stuff that they put inside of it. What we did was we infused it and we added no preservatives, no sugars. That's how you have a very oh, clean so, spirit. So you're taking the, the juice of the plum Yes. And it, you're mixing it straight in. Yes. You're, not, you're, you're getting in. real organic plums pushed into the vodka, and it's distilled that way. So that's, that's a very 
unique process. And what makes us really, really well, and anybody in the spirit world, they're going to know what I'm about to say here. So right. if I lose anybody, just, just, just think of it this way. We use a charcoal and a copper filtration system. What that does is it gives you a very clean, distinctive mm -hmm. taste and a very distinctive flavoring to your vodka. And we're the only plum-infused vodka in the world. No one else has a plum-infused vodka in the world like we are. Most vodka companies are usually four to six times distilled. Mm. We are eight times distilled. Wow. We took pride in that, that we really wanted to have ultra premium. And you can't argue with this beautiful bottle here. Right. I mean, sir. the design of the bottle is very beautiful, very unique, very slick. Right. What we really love about what we do is we make people happy. Right. You know, you can't, you can't put, you know, the smiles on the people's faces when they try it, the uniqueness. I think one of the major setbacks in the United States in particular is that they don't really understand the plum fruit. They right. don't understand the neutrality of it. So they look at it and go, well, what can you do with this? Right. We, we have heard that question enough where last year we, we actually created a cocktail, a plush cocktail book. Right. That's available to any restaurant, bar owner that wants to have it. And it, it was a way for them to have a way to start what they did and how they kind of started and have a baseline of how they push it. You know, we do have competition with a particular brand that I won't name on the show. Right. But, you know, what I always tell people is if you give us the opportunity to get on your taste buds, I think you'll enjoy the experience. And that brings us to our first visionary question, which is brought to you by Mike Saba, a Zelle premier agent with Watson Realty, born, raised, and never left Bakersfield. Give Mike Saba a call at 661-203-8406 or reach him at MikeSaba1 at iCloud.com today. Visionary Raul asks, we opened a bar once the restrictions were lifted from COVID. We want to improve our collaboration with our labels to attract more customers to our bar. What tips have you done that has gained you success? One is making sure that you have a true partnership with the spirits that you get. Hmm. No, no offense to other spirit brands, but we take pride in finding out what the, what the business needs we talk to the bartenders, the owners, about how do we collaborate better. Mm. We, we tag them on social media to make sure they are involved in the things that we do. Right. We try to set up things like happy hour specials and things of that nature to bring in. Right. The cocktail book is a typical example of okay. that. Giving them a blueprint of what to do with our vodka once they get it, not just a couple of recipes, right. seasonal, holidays, things of that nature. So start to really try to figure out, hey, what are these brands that we can work with that can help us grow and we help them grow at the same time? One of the other things Plush does a lot of are events. Yes. How does that help the liquor store, the club, the, you know, those entities who use Plush Vodka? The events help when you really market those events to the masses. Mm. So we do a lot of events and we do them kind of in silence. Mm. We don't bring in the photographers and the stuff like that. We do that because we're trying to really help somebody out in a collaboration or a partnership for that event. Sure. One of the mistakes that I would suggest to any brand is have a, have a marketing strategy to really get your name out there so people can really understand not just the brand, but what the brand stands for. Mm. When you think of some brands, you collaborate them with something that is of charitable, local, uh, veteran. You know, you know, we haven't done the best job of that, and we're going to be doing a better job of that 
coming forward. We help a lot of businesses out. Um, when, when COVID hit, we, we really went around to businesses and said, hey, how can we help? How can right. we do something to help you kind of survive what's going on? Right. And I think that we should have been marketing some of that. We were trying to be humble about it and gracious. But in the world of social media and you YouTube, can't be humble. you can't you be, be humble. humble. <laughs> you have to be out. You know, and, and, and I said this in the beginning of the year. We have to take plush vodka and act like we're 20 to 35-year-olds. Right. We have to move with the times. And I think we didn't move with the times because we were hard-nosed in the stores, talking to customers. That's cool for the day. Right. But when you're talking about a city who doesn't know your product, it makes it hard on our bartenders, our retail stores. And Rich, we love your product. We love you. We love your pricing. Right. But your customers don't know the brand. Right. That's not on them. That's that's on us. And that's one of the things that we intend to fix in 2024 and beyond of really working hard on marketing. And just to give you a small sample size, starting January, we started to tag partners and stores and retail. And we're starting to see them repost that, tag us, calling us for ideas on how they can do some things better. And it really has gained us more popularity that way. And we intend to do a lot more than that as well. You may be hearing about us doing some things to collaborate with some kind of charities and things of that nature. And we'll be advertising the events that we do. And just for a great example of that, last week I did the Clipper Foundation party. The week before, the, during Christmas, we did the Coral Realty Groups party. And we even did a private party for Adriana Malouf, of, you know, who has the casinos and stuff. We did their private party and we were the, the vodka of the night and the drink of the night. And in Texas in particular, where we, are, we have a very strong base and we have all the retail major brands, we're starting to really talk to them about things that we want to do down there as well. And I think one of the things that we also are trying to figure out is what community do we want to attach ourselves to? It's easy to have a marketing report and say, hey, my, my audience is a 28 to 45, $60,000 plus or where right. Those all seem very nice and kind. But the reality is what community are you attached to? When you think of whiskey, you think of veterans, you think of country music, you have a specific mindset. When you think of vodka or you think of, of, of another brand, you think of partying, you think of another brand, you think of dogs. When you're a brand, you have to attach yourself to something or a real community that you can focus in on like a sniper. A lot of times when you're a brand, you're just running around the stores trying to get sales. Right. That's good the first couple of years. But if that's kind of almost like a machine gun. You're just spreading your stuff all over your seat, all over your, your shots, all over the place. You got to become a sniper when you're small because every dollar counts. And I think that's one of the lessons I'm learning even of. I have a lot of locations in California. I have over 400 locations. Right. But what I figured is I can't service California like that. It's too hard. Right. Even with 75 sales reps, it's too hard. But I can service and really focus in on key accounts and put my time heavily into those to build up a city and kind of grow to the next city, then grow to the next city. I think that's some of the things I would really advise on that aspect, um, you know, to a lot of our partners out there. And that brings us to the Visioneer game. Now, Visioneers, if you're not familiar with the way the Visioneer game works, is that I have a random word generator here on my phone that randomly picks words out of thin air. And I have no idea what the word is going to be, but more importantly, Neither does Richard. <laughs> and Richard's got to take the word that's somehow associated with his business. 
And you do realize the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Not really, but I'll take that. <laughs> okay, all right. And our first word is note. Note. Uh-huh. One of the things that I will have to always do when I go somewhere right. is note down information that I get from uh, the store uh, retailers there it and is. understand how they run their business and also to take notes on the fact that I have to go back and elaborate that to my team and figure out how do we translate that to the business. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well done, you. Well done, for sure. All right. Okay, and our second... Oh, boy. Our second word is poison. Oh, my goodness. Come on, man. You've got to get another word. No, no. That I want a liquor business. We don't want to be working for like poison. What are you talking about? We don't want to poison our customers. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Plush Pocket does not poison their customers. Let's make that clear. <laughs> oh, have I mentioned I love this game? <laughs> poison? Why are you killing me? <laughs> okay, and your third and final word is pick. Oh, we're very selective on who we pick to collaborate with, who we pick as restaurants, bars, or retail stores that we're in, um, because we want to keep our company with people that also have picked us. So we're picking them, but they're also picking us. So we have to be careful on the picking process. That's enough pick there for you? There it is, there it is. Congratulations, <laughs> get all three words thank you, right. Thank well you, thank done, you. you. Okay. Well, and, and what you just talked about is actually important because any kind of collaboration, any kind of partnership, you have to choose to want to be yes. in that collaboration. And you know, one of the things that you mentioned is that there are other vodkas, there are other companies that do a variety of different things, but who have you said no to and, and why? Well, we've turned down several opportunities. Some of them are because we're not built to grow that way. Huh? Sure. Some of them were based on the fact that it just wasn't a good fit for the crowd that they had. Uh. It's, it, it, and I'll give you a typical example. Local bars, right? Mm -hmm. They are beer and they are whiskey. That's right. what they do. Right. Vodka's not their thing. So they may bring us in as a, hey, we like you, right? so we'll bring you in, but it's not a good fit for them. So I wouldn't say we turn anybody down, but we won't sell them big deals because we don't want to overload them with product. Right. So, you know, that is something that we, we have to be picky on who we deal with, who we collaborate with, not just for the sake of they may, they may love our brand, right? but it, it may not be a good fit. Right. And I think that's where the confusion has gotten in the business world. Hmm. Just because you say no or they say no doesn't mean they don't like you or it's, it's a, you know, you're a bad person or a bad business. Right. No, it's just not good timing or good fit at the time. So, you know, I've always grown up with the notion that every no equals a yes. The more no's I get, the happier I get. Right. Because that means my probability of getting a yes has gone up exponentially every right. time somebody tells me no. I don't and know I how many that. times I, you told me no to doing this interview. So, yes. I'm, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a two-year two me telling you no. 
And, 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 and your persistence has paid off. <laughs> I ground him down. You know, as weird as you say that is, a L.A. radio show asked me to collaborate with them and do some stuff. Right. And we were talking, and I said, listen, I'm, I'm not these big vodka companies. I can't give you that kind of, you know, collaboration that you're looking for. It's right. just... It's just, it's, it's way beyond the means of what I could do right now. Right. I said, but let's stay in touch and go over this and figure out how we can get there in a year from now. That person wound up inviting me to a small business network meeting I went to last week down in Santa Monica. Yep. I have had my phone ringing off the hook from that one collaboration with that person because he said and she said, hey, if you don't have that now to collaborate, let's help you get there. Nice. So once again, telling some people no sometimes can help you in other forms of collaboration and partnership and grow friendships out of that that help you to grow your business and help them grow their business. So I don't look at it like, you know, we don't want to collaborate or do something. Sometimes it's not a good fit. And that brings us, believe it or not, to our next visionary question. And, and visionaries, you'll find out in a second here. And this visionary question is courtesy of Mike Saba, a Zill Premier Agent with Watson Realty, selling Bakersfield Homes since 1992. Give Mike Saba a call at 661-203-8406 or reach him at MikeSaba1 at iCloud.com today. Visioneer Jocelyn asks, we are an events-driven business that wants to increase our Yelp reviews through performance, not by asking for them. What actions have you taken with your partners to motivate their customers to do so. Wow, that is a really, really good question. Here's what I would say. In this day and age, how do you collaborate with people? One, I think I said a little bit earlier, there's three elements in this day and age that I would say fits the mold of how you get to your customers. One is social media. Right. That is just, sorry, that's the new age. Um, for all my 50 and over people, I'm sorry. <laughs> Our train has left the station. <laughs> sure. We right. have a new era of things and how it's done. Right. Two is things like you're doing. YouTube, having your boss set up things or your restaurant or your event set up a corner where right. they're interviewing those people that you can take back to tell them to go to Yelp and like us, talk about us. Right. And I think the third thing is something that a lot of people are going to laugh at me about, but I think it's one of the most intelligent things you can do. Set up a station inside the spots that you want that have Yelp already up. Oh, there you go. Brilliant. Hey, you know, we have our Yelp corner. Really? Call Yelp. Tell them, hey, I want to set up a Yelp corner. Right. How do we collaborate to do something like that? So they're in the corner in your spot and they're doing a review. Right. And they can have that set up. Now, once again, these are ideas you think about, but these are things that you can do that don't cost you money. You don't even have to call Yelp. You can just literally put up iPad up in the corner. Right. Say, hey, y'all, before you leave out, give us a Yelp review. Nice. But what the problem is in this day, and it's just no one wants to ask anybody for anything. You have to ask. You have them. to ask, right. you know. The only thing that you don't, my, my, my grandfather was big on, closed mouth, don't get fed. Right. And, you know, I didn't understand what that meant when I was a younger child. But as I grew up to an adult, I understood what he meant. He was like, yo, if you don't go out there and ask people to go out into the world, just the same concept he told me about every no equals a yes. If you don't go out in the world and ask for what you want, how do you expect to get anything? Right. 
And I think that's, to me, the downfall of a lot of the younger generation that are used to the phone. I'm not telling you your phones are not important, but remember what these phones and these iPads were designed for. You have an advantage that me and Mike didn't have. Those phones are business tools. Right. Everybody who has a phone has a business. Right. Whether you understand it or not. Can't you download the Instagram app and go live? Right. Can't you get YouTube and start a channel? Right. Can't you go to Facebook and either do a show or post about what you're trying to do? That's a business. But those are the things that these tools that we have, I don't think they're properly being utilized. They've turned into this mash of just putting out messaging without really content that has satisfaction for people they're trying to deliver to. You have to get in touch with your audience and have something that they believe in and they want. For a lot of visionaries, going to a bar or club, an event for alcohol, is something you do for fun. You time off. But this is what you do for a living. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, that begs the question, when you're not doing this, what do you do for fun? Traveling and food is my, is my crave. Those are the things I love. I'm a foodie with my wife. We, we like to experiment all kinds of foods. Well, um, That's a big thing for us. What has being a foodie taught you that you've applied to your business? That you can have an acquired taste for a lot of different things and not okay. even know it. <laughs> okay. All right. Why is that? Um, okay. For instance, uh, I've eaten snails. I've eaten frog legs. These right. are things that, you know, I looked at those as things of, wow, that's nasty. I never ate oysters before. Right. I met my wife. And she used to beg me. So she finally convinced me to eat them. And I was like, wow, now I don't go a place where they have any kind of oyster Rockefeller or baked oysters on the menu. I order at least two dozen. So just trying new things, getting involved with new things, that's one of the things that I, I look at like as a foodie. It's helped to expand my taste buds. It's asked me to get to understand cultures better especially when I travel, you know, you get to learn a lot of different things. And one of the biggest things I learned when I went overseas is a lot of the food overseas is not processed. Right. I can eat chicken here and eat chicken in the Philippines. Totally different experience. Right. You can have yakisobi. I lived in Japan for a year. You can have Japan yakisobi and sushi, right. and you come back here and you're like, what is this? Right. And it's not a knock on what they're doing here. It's just the reality of it. When you go to experience different cultures and eat the food in those cultures, you get a totally different experience. So I think that's how it helped me out. One of the other things about expanding your tastes is you're expanding your, your representation line. You yes. also have a, a tequila? What's it called? Well, first of all, we have an agave. I cannot okay. call it a tequila okay. because right. it doesn't come from Jalisco. Okay. But we have a new product that I'm working with my guy Micah and Chris Abbott that they have presented to me to talk about. And it's their brand, El Papo. And I don't have the other bottle here called Revel, which is already in some locations. You know, they're putting out something new and I wanted to be a part of helping out with, you know, them selling it and pushing it out. So, you know, we, we've kind of just started with it. I'm experimenting with a couple places to see if they like it. Because once again, I am not a big tequila or agave drinker. Right. So I'm, I'm learning something new about expanding what you just talked about, expanding my horizons to understand this world a little bit better. So it's really been kind of cool. 
you've been in the Marines. Yes. And you've been in the Middle East. You've yep. been to Japan. You've been to the Philippines. You've been a lot of places around the world. You grew up in Brooklyn. Yep. Came Proud of that. Came. All my Brooklyn people, I'm saying hello to you. Right. Because I say I don't come home enough. <laughs> but one of the things that I've said more than once is that every, especially business owners, you have to at least once leave the United States to understand what you got here. I'm glad you brought that up. And this is, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to make this a little bit more serious. I really do believe that traveling expands not only your knowledge, not only your taste buds, it also expands your appreciation for what you have. Hmm. And how I'll so? leave it there for now. Well, how so? What I will say is there are freedoms here that you get that you don't get in other places. Hmm. Right. And that's, once again, not a knock on any other country. I've been to a lot of countries that people told me were terrible, never go there, this and that, and they were beautiful. One of my favorite places to visit, I've been there three times, is Israel. Right. The, well, the Wailing Wall is one of the most peaceful places I've experienced in my life. I love it. But what people don't understand is two steps over, you're in Turkey. Right. They have two different philosophies about Jesus. Right. I grew up in a Catholic school. Jesus in Jerusalem is where God was birthed and had all... His, in Turkey, they say, no, Jesus is buried over here, and he was a prophet. Right. So it's two different philosophies, and no one's right or wrong because history is history. Right. But it's also interesting to see the two perspectives and how close they are together. It's like literally being in Bakersfield and being in Taft or Aldale Shafter. That's how close these are. Right. Um, so I think even learning those type of experiences, living in Japan, Different experience on food and how you deal with people. In Japan, I cannot go and shake somebody's hand. That's not the way. That's an insult. That's insult. You yeah. know, I cannot give you the business card. Like, I can't just hand you a business card. No. no, you have to have the tips of the business card. For the visionary out there who's having a rough time, a difficult time, what do you say for them? Block out the noise. How so? Focus on the task at hand. You're going to have rough times. That's the reality of it. If you're an entrepreneur, a business owner of any kind, I don't care if you're a billionaire now. Right. You find me a billionaire that didn't fail, and I'll call him a liar. Right. You're going to have rough times. You're going to have times where you have no money in the bank, your credit stinks, you're driving around on E trying to get a sale, right. and you're trying to figure out why am I doing this? Take your butt home. Look at your family. Look at your children if you have some. Look at the people that inspired you. Look at the parents that brought you into this world. That's what you're fighting for. You're not fighting for the glitz and glamour of this millionaire lifestyle. You're fighting for your legacy of your name. You're fighting for what I call the American dream. And it's not about no picket fence and a house on the hills and, and a big bank account. Success, in my opinion, is family, friends, and the enjoyment of life, the full enjoyment of life. When you're a business owner, remember that you're fighting for those things. You're fighting for the most important thing that you cannot buy, time. You own your time when you're a business owner as well. Use it wisely, because you can't get that back. I can buy you a bunch of things. I told my kids this the one time. I can buy you hats, bags, toys, TVs, Phones, all of that. I can't bag back moments with you. That I have to earn. I have to keep. I have to cherish those things. So when you're a business owner, 
respect your time. Make other people respect your time as well. And when you first get started, never think you've been successful. Success comes when you're sitting back and the business starts to run itself. And even then, you have to be involved. So be inspired to be different. My motto and my tagline is dare to be different. Dare to be different out in this world. Go out there and try to conquer what you set your mind to. Don't let other people distract you into, oh, you can never get that done. Oh, somebody else done that. If Malcolm, myself, and the other people and partners in Plus Vodka would have thought, well, there's already a ton of vodkas out there. Why would I want to put out another vodka? And believe me, I was told that. People said, Rich, you're crazy. You're a tech guy. Why the, why the heck would you want to go out and do spirits? Right. You, you want to walk the streets? And I looked at them and go, so you're telling me I can't grow? I can't learn? I can't be better? I can't do something different? And just to, to let you know, Mike, I've been a Marine. I've been a college basketball player. I've been a t-shirt and hat owner. I'm a sports agency owner. I'm a nonprofit owner. I'm a spirits owner. I'm a tech owner. Those are just the jobs I've done. And my first business that I did at 14 year old was a car wash guy. It got so big that my grandmother thought I was a drug dealer. <laughs> she said, what's all this money in the shoebox? It's over $2,000 in here. Where'd you get this money from? I literally had to walk into the park and every Sunday, all these guys with nice cars would be out there and they would say, hey kid, wash my car. It turned into 50 cars one day and I had to hire five kids. And what I paid them was a pizza and a water and $5. Back then that was big money in the 80s. Right. And that was my first entrepreneurial adventure. But if I had never done that, my grandfather told her, hey, leave that boy alone. Yeah. They went down, saw what I was doing, leave that boy alone. That's his money, he's good. So I've always had that inspiration in my mind to do something. It was the reason why I joined the Marine Corps. I didn't join the Marine Corps because um, you know, I got in trouble or you know, it was just the right thing to do. I joined the Marine Corps because in 1989, a war was brewing. I thought it was my obligation to serve this country. My grandfather did, my uncles did, my great-grandfather did. I thought it was my obligation to serve this country. I was proud of those eight years. I thought, if I didn't have the Marine Corps, I wouldn't be the man I am today. So for all the bad things that people talk about, not being inspired and racial stuff and all this other crap, don't get it wrong. There are some racial problems in America, but how do you overcome them? By talking about them, by sitting down intelligently and talking to people about the differences, acknowledging it. These are the things that inspire people. These are the things that make people want to go out and do something to improve their lives. We have to stop that mindset of, if I don't make it, we have to tear somebody down. Or, oh, you know, that may not work. No. Tell them, hey, it can work. Help them. It may not be buying a bottle. But, hey, Mike is doing a show right now, everybody. How about sharing that? Doesn't cost you anything but two seconds of a button. How about subscribing? How about going out and going to Sports of Spirit and having a drink? These are the real business owners. If you look at the makeup of the world, small businesses, middle-sized businesses run the United States but yet they get the least support. We have to change that mentality. We have to really go out and really go for our goals and our dreams. Support comes in a lot of different ways, and I'm talking to business owners, and I'm gonna say this into the camera, I'm gonna look at you right now as a business owner. And I don't care if you're selling T-shirts, bags, waters, whatever it is. When you go out there and you do it, I don't, don't let nobody laugh at you, that is their opinion. 
I will, I will sit here on the side of the corner if I could and sell my vodka, and I wouldn't care what people thought about me. I know who I am, know who you are, respect your time, and make people respect your time. And last but not least, treat people with kindness because you never know who you're talking to. And that's my message to you all out there to inspire you to really go on in your, in your business and goals. And if you have any questions, you know, uh, I know Mike's going to list all this stuff and he's going to well, make me say these things, but I want to get through this first. <laughs> well, and if visioneers want to get in touch with you, yes, how do they do that? There's a couple of ways you can get in touch with me. You can get in touch with me at www.plushvodka.com. On Instagram, we have our Blush Plush Vodka page, but if you want to directly talk to me, I'm at rdaily970 on Instagram. I'm Richard Daly on, Richard T. Daly on Facebook or Twitter. And just overall, if you want to get in touch with me and just say, hey, Richard, I want to have a conversation, I'm at richard at plushvodka.com. And make sure you pick up a bottle of Plush Vodka when you're out there having a good time or having a cocktail on a Wednesday today. Make sure you go out and get your, cut your Plush Vodka your cocktail. But last but not least, before you start, Mike, I want to thank all the customers that have supported Plush Vodka, all of the distributors that have supported our vision and our goal, and most importantly, I want to thank Malcolm Hale for his opportunity that he gave me inspiration to look at this company and see the vision that he's had. And watch out for Malcolm Hale, everybody. I think he's going to be the first billionaire under 40 that I know. So, you know, thank you for, thank you for, thank you for that in the time today. But, you know, Mike, I, I really appreciate this. And I'm, well, I'm inspired by you. Well, thank you for joining you. us here at Small Business Village Celebration. It's been a real privilege. No, nah, no, nah, it's been my privilege. And I said, uh, thank you for the opportunity to come on the show and finally get to sit down and have a, a real conversation. It only uh, took like two and a half, three years to do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the way life goes sometimes, Mike. <laughs> like he said, lots of no's eventually leads to a yes. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, notify, and say something nice about Richard in the comments. I'm sure he'll be taking a look at this soon. And we'll be right back with my final thought. Visioneers, Small Business Celebration finally has a blog. Yes, you can find it at smallbusinesscelebration.com forward slash blog, where we go ahead and take the interesting things that our guests on Small Business Celebration talk about and give a survey of the things that they said to help inspire you. So go ahead and check out Small Business Celebration's blog at smallbusinesscelebration.com forward slash blog today. How you practice is how you'll perform. Recently, Small Business Celebration participated in the Executive Association of Kern County's 2024 trade show. And yes, Visioneers, we brought the Visioneer game out into the open. We had a booth where Visioneers were lining up for four hours to play the Visioneer game, and we had a hoot. It was so much fun. And when the event was over, one of the Visioneers came up to me and asked me, Michael, how often have you been doing this? Because this thing was amazing, a lot of fun. And I said, well, this is really the first real time we've trotted this thing out and played with it. And he said, it sure didn't look like it. Well, what that visioneer didn't know is that the week before I had set up in my office the 10 by 10 square where I set up the backdrop and I set up the table and I set up the cameras and the lights and the signage and the markers where, the, where I was to stand and the contestant was to stand. 
And then I scripted out what I was going to say for my intro, what I was going to say <clears throat> for my outro, and also what some of the how the interactions would be for the game. And then I practiced the intro and the outro and then practiced taking everything down again so that when we set up the booth, it went up very quickly and the game just went flawlessly. It was just another example of how you practice is how you'll perform. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Richard Daly with Plush Vodka. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again next week when we celebrate another small business making a big breakthrough. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.